0: So, today I'm going to start a new session. Basically, it concerns our heart and how it has changed to the precepts of God. God has done all that is necessary for us to be reconciled to Him through Jesus Christ Now we need to change our hearts and make this practical. Some people read the Bible and it just becomes head knowledge. They get into all kind of debates and arguments. But is it producing fruit in their life? I'm not against debates or or, or defending your faith. Do you understand? But is it producing a change in us? This is how to make that change, the victory in Christ, practical. Is that clear? In June 2020, we are in what? 2022. Aha. Uh-huh. I ask the following questions. Define trust, that is trust in God. Define faith, that is your faith in God. Give five reasons for trusting Why you believe what you believe, that is in God, yes? And five evidences of hope in you because of your faith in God. Like I said last year, each one of you answered according to your faith. And these, these answers, they were technically and theologically correct for the most part, but totally unhelpful in bringing a change in you. That is what is important. You may know all the answers. You may know the Bible from the book of Genesis to the book of Quintax. Is there a book of Quintax? No. There's a book of Revelation, yes? In several versions you might know all that. But if it doesn't produce a change in you, what good is that? If it's not real to you, then all that is is something else. Best thing you will do is hit someone on the head with it in an act of condemnation. Because they are not according to the standard you kept, which you yourself are not following, yes. But while we were sinners, Jesus died for us. What does that mean? No matter how perfect we are, we cannot achieve what God has ordained for us. Jesus, the perfect one, died. And gave us grace. So while we are not perfect, He perfects that which concerns us. Not only that, He fills in all the blanks and all the gaps. So God is no longer angry with us. So what I wanted was your faith to be real. So last year, I didn't answer these questions. This year, I'm not going to answer these questions. Because I want the Word to speak to you. I want it to be real to you, yes. But remember, only word, we learned a lot of word last year and the year before, and the year before, and the year before. But the only thing that only word can do is dry us up. We need a relationship with God to balance things out. That is the spirit of God. He's a promised. Holy Spirit according to Galatians three, thirteen, and fourteen, yes. But having only the spirit will blow you up. Do you understand? So you need to have a word of God with a relationship with God. I taught you on the word of God. Now we are moving into a relationship with God. Is that clear? Yeah, you could look at it that way. Let's turn our Bibles to Matthew 10, 25 to 28. It, says, it is enough for a disciple that he be like his teacher and a servant like his master. If they have called the master of the house, Beelzebub, how much more will they call those of his household? Therefore do not fear them, for there is nothing covered that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Whatever I tell you in the dark, speak in the light, for what you hear in the ear, preach in the housetops. And do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. But rather fear him who is able to destroy both the soul and body in hell. Yes. God is love. But he is not all loving. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking God is all loving. He's just and fair. I like the comparison. That Ray Comfort makes to a judge. If you are a serial killer and you stand before a judge and you say, I'm sorry, I won't do it again, the judge is not going to let you go. The judge is going to say, It's good that you're sorry, but you need to be punished. You need to be taken away from the society. That is a just and fair judge. How much more is God just and fair? So all the just things of God, all the fairness of God has been fulfilled by Christ. Yes? And he gave us grace. Grace is not a license to sin. And also, the grace comes through whom? Jesus. Jesus is now is not just an optimist. He's no mere optimist. He doesn't try to fill us up with empty promises or sunny predictions about the future. Remember, this talk is titled, Will Everything Be Okay? Yes? He tells it like it is never shying away from the hard realities. Why? Because He is God. If He were trying to fake reality for us, we'd quickly descend into fear Why? Because mere optimism has no real power to change our reality. In other words, you read all good things in the Bible, but you live a different life and that doesn't correlate to what you read. It's not reality to you. Then what is there? This is what this teaching aims to change. The victory that we have in Christ must be real. Do you understand? Must be real to us. David said in Psalm 51, it has to be real. What does God desire? Truth in our inner being. And when it's not real, we become hypocrites. And God hates hypocrites. Do you understand? So if you, if I preach on the victory of Christ... And I don't have it personally. Then I become a hypocrite. Do you understand? I must preach. Yes. But I must walk the talk. Yes. Is that clear? Now, what is healing? What is promise? All that. There are two aspects that I i am talking about now. One is what we think it should be. And what the word says and the other thing is to have patience. Because when you look at my life, I require healing. Now God has that healing promised. Is it going to happen? I believe it is. It Has it happened? In some way, some people believe that it's a miracle that I'm still alive. So in, I I disagree in that. I believe that I will be totally healed because that is what the word has promised. Do you understand? So what we understand and what God has promised, these are two things must be real to us. If we have an illusion and we don't understand reality, then when that reality doesn't match what is written, we throw away what is written. Or you will escape from reality and go into escapism, like Peter Pan, who refused to grow up. Do you understand? But growth is a change that we must all experience, yes? So, in the scripture that I've read, our Lord is painting a picture of reality for His disciples. They will face hard things as they go out in His name. To bring his message of hope and redemption to the people who need it. Jesus is not sugar-coating it, yes? But they are to move in boldness and not in fear. Is that clear? Yes? Everything in darkness will be exposed to the light in the end. Where is the end? We expect it to happen as we live. But it could be at the time when everything is revealed. At the time of judgment. Do you understand? Everything will be exposed. That's in darkness. And and the worst that people can do. If the worst that they can do is kill our body. Then we have nothing to worry about. Unless we value our life. This side of eternity. More than our eternal life. Some people do that. And they try to do everything they can to preserve this life, which is nothing but a vapor, yes? Do you understand? Because we are saved from the wrath of God. So Jesus said, Fear Him who can throw our bodies into hell. Fear God, yes? Fear of God is the beginning of what? Electricity? Wisdom, yes? Do you understand, yes? Yes? if we believe that we will live forever with Him, nothing, not even our physical death, can really destroy us. Do you understand? I always say this to the people I meet who are in Christ. The relationship we have, that we start here, is eternal. Because death is just a graduation. Do you understand? Yes? So, we all sang this song, Change My Heart. It's an old song by Eddie Espinosa. It goes like this, Change my heart, O God, make it ever true. Change my heart, O God, may I be like you. You are the Potter, I am the clay, mold me and make me. This is what I pray. There are many scriptures that this song addresses, but let's go to Psalm 51, verse 10. It says, Create in me, A clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Now, when you first read it, uh, this is something to aspire to. But when God reveals the state of your heart to you, this seems impossible for man. How can we have a clean heart? Then the Lord said, read this again says, create. It doesn't say change. It says, create. Do you understand? That is spiritually created. Physically, we find a change. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Yes? And renew a steadfast spirit within me. That means what? Renew means what? Make new. That means you must have a steadfast spirit to start with. So it depends on what you believe. Is that clear? If you believe in the world, your spirit is not steadfast to start with. If you trust in the Lord and if you have an inkling of trust, God can work on that. He has to create in you a new heart, a clean heart. And the blood of Jesus cleanses us. Do you see how this applies? Yes? These words reflect David's prayer. At the time in the old covenant, this could not be a reality. Do you understand? In the new covenant, how does God communicate His life-transforming power to us? Yes, we confess we are more than conquerors in Christ. We are a thousand examples of that. But in reality, if that is not matching what we confess, then what is real? How does God communicate His life-transforming power to us? How does spiritual growth? How does spiritual growth take place? I remember when Ilan was born. And when Michelle was born, yes, I took a picture of both of them as babies, yes? Rachel, 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 yes. And I said new members to the church, yes? When was that picture taken? 2007. <laughs> okay. Aren't you, what planet are we on? <laughs> How many fingers? Five, yes. Okay. So you're here, no? Good, good, good. This is what happens when you have too much dal. (laughs) Just kidding, yeah? (laughs) So, that picture was taken when? This is 22. Do they look like that? They have grown from then to now. There is a physical growth. Spiritually, have you grown from that time to now? Spiritually. If you're not grown and you're still a baby, then there's one word for you. In English is called retarded. Your growth is what? Retarded. And you are a retard. Don't say the pastor called me a retard, yeah? <laughs> I must not have another inner healing session because of that, yeah? you understand? Growth is a part of life. But what does it look like? How does spiritual growth take place? This has to be real. Otherwise, it's just written. All the Jews said it was written. But it has to be real, yes? The answer for all of this lies in your heart. The answer is the heart. That is the most important biblical term for the human person's nature and actions. Do you understand? And the heart is the control center of life. I don't mean the ticker that we have in our body, but like if you go back to the old Malayalam, it talks about not the heart but the liver. In the old Malayalam songs, it's, Karele. I was wondering why you're singing about liver. Kairala is liver. So it's, oh my liver. I thought maybe he was an alcoholic, yeah? But he's talking about his heart. It's like saying, change my heart. Oh my heart. Instead of Heart, he's using the word liver, yes? So it's not the ticker in our body, yes? It's a, it's a control center of life, yes? Do you understand? It is the very place where God works to change us. Like I said before, somebody in this room used to throw a glass across the highway, six lanes, and hit somebody else. I don't say who it is, but God has changed his heart, yes? He no longer throws a glass. I don't know whether he carries those glasses around, yes? But do you understand? It's a very place where God works to change us, yes? And the place where we must work if growth is to take place. Remember, it's a two-fold job. God does His part and we have to do our part. We have to submit to God as He tells us, don't do this or do that. If we have our, our own agenda, we will do what is apart from what God's plan is. And you must know God's plan. You must trust God's plan to be better than any plans that you have for you to make that change. That has to be real. To, to understand. But by faith you make that change. And then you see the effect of that. The reality of that. That God is good, yes? What I'm trying to say is the heart is in your core being. It's in one's. Core being, yes, like I said before, we know that God uses His real word. His real word is what your Bible, yes. Remember, we're talking about a relationship with God that is based on the Word of God, yes. And this Word of God has been our topic for several years, yes. Now we're going to base our next step on what we have studied. So it is important to know what God has already revealed to go on to this step. If you go on to this step without knowing the base first, you will be full of hot air and you will blow up. So we need a relationship with God that is our Father in heaven. That is the reason that Christ came and died and rose again from the dead, Yes. So we must have faith in Jesus Christ. And the answer is in the changing of our heart, yes? This change must be real, yes? Remember last year, I taught you about how the tongue leads to the heart, that leads to the mind, and how we must renew our mind in the Word of God? Yes? Let's go to Proverbs 18.21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit, yes? This is why sometimes when you speak nonsense, I stop you right there. Why? Because death and life are in the power of the tongue, yes? I already showed you or told you an example of Paul Younger or David Younger when he started his church People were dying early and young. And he was wondering why. And then in prayer, he found out this is because of the scripture. Paul Youngichao, or David Youngichao, or whatever he used to call himself here, lived in South Korea. And they had a habit of saying, I'm so happy that I could die. They would add that I could die to everything. I'm so hungry that I could die. I'm so surprised that I could die. And guess what? They were dying. Do you understand? So he changed that part. And the life expectancy of those in the church grew at least twice or thrice of what was in the nation. If I remember correctly. Remember, I've spoken to you about that, yeah? This is in Proverbs 18, 21. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. In Genesis 1, 3, God said, let there be what? Electricity or light, yeah? Light, yes. I say that when the room is dark, let there be light, yes? There was what? Light in the tongue, yes? God spoke, yes? So life is in the death and life as in the power of the tongue, yes? Now go to Luke 6.45. Easy way to remember that. Matthew, Mark, look at John. Not me, the other one. Yeah? <laughs> A good man, out of the good treasure of his heart, brings forth good. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart, brings forth evil. For so out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. So... Your heart controls your tongue. What is in your heart dictates what your tongue says. So death and life is in the power of the tongue, but what controls the tongue? The heart. Is that much clearer? Yes. Go to Hebrews 10.16. See, men are supposed to make beer and coffee. Scriptural, says Hebrews doesn't say Hebrews, no? (laughs) Hebrews, yeah? That's why we have Hebrews, yes? But we don't have beer, but we have coffee, yes? I'm full of jokes today, no? Um, These are PGs. Not poor jokes, pastor's jokes. (laughs) This is the covenant that I make with them. And after those days, says the Lord, I would put my laws into the heart, And in their minds, I will write them. Yes? So, into their hearts and in their minds. So, what is in the heart is dictated by what's in the mind. The intellect controls the heart. The heart controls the tongue. You see the connection now, yes? Go to Romans 12, 1-2. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So what are you supposed to do with your mind? You're supposed to renew it. By what? By the word of God. So that you will know the will of God. So you have the will of God renewing your mind. That is your intellect, yes? That will then affect your heart, which will affect your tongue, your mouth. And death and life is in the power of the tongue. Is is that progression clear? I've taught... In much more detail about this, yes. But according to Scripture, it is who you and I are at our deep, deepest, and most private level, our heart. Yes. So profound is the hidden person of the heart that only God Himself is able to go into that an unfathomable depths of our heart, because only God knows our heart. We ourselves think we know our hearts, but we do not know it in the fullest. Yes, do you understand? Go to Psalm one thirty nine, one to seven. The psalmist declares, "O Lord, you have searched me and known me; you know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down." And are acquainted with all my ways, for there is not a word on my tongue but, behold, O Lord, you have known, you know it altogether. You have hedged me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high; I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? So. Is a S capitalized? Yes, in the spirit. Yes, where can I flee from your presence? Spirit equals the presence. When we say we want the presence of God, that means we we are the temple of the what? Holy Spirit. Yes, spirit equals the presence of God. Yes, it says in Psalm one thirty nine. The psalmist declares. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. How does God do his searching in the New Testament by His Spirit? Yes, You know my sitting down and my rising up, so the Lord knows our heart. We don't we have nothing to hide before Him, but all we can do is confess and be real and truthful to Him. Yes, am I clear? Yes, go to one Corinthians two. 10 to eleven, But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So there is the human spirit and there is the Spirit from God. Yes? For the Spirit searches all things. Yes? How? The Holy Spirit. Yes, yeah, it's capitalized. Is it because God doesn't know? Or is it because He wants you to know your heart? It's because He wants to know your heart. So how does He do it? By bringing circumstances. What will you choose? Will you choose according to God's plan? Or according to your plan? Do you, do you understand? So, so the Spirit does this balancing act so that you will know. God already knows our heart. He has created us. Go to Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Remember, this change that Christ promised us has to be real. If it's fake or if it's just written in the book or you just preach about it and don't walk the talk, then you're nothing but a hypocrite. And people will call you out as a hypocrite. Do you understand? That is why we must witness to what God has done in our life. And this witnessing does not stop. Like I said, it grows from strength unto strength, from glory to glory, from faith unto faith. Do you understand? You don't give a testimony of what God has done 20 years ago in your life. You give a testimony of what God has done now or even yesterday. Yesterday the Lord told me that there will be a disruption in the electricity. Did I not speak to you about that before I slept? Remember? Yes or no? Yeah, yes, yes. Do do you understand? And was there not a disruption today? Yes, do you understand? So the Lord said, prepare a backup. So I made all the plans accordingly. Why is ahead? I'm talking about the testimony, yes? God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. The plans of God, the things of God, yes? Now, we're going to Galatians 3, 13-14, yes? It says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, "Curses everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The S is capitalized, that is the Holy Spirit. Like I said, knowing the Word without the Spirit is useless. It doesn't help you change your heart, does it? Having a Spirit without the Word is useless because you can be, any spirit. It need not be the Holy Spirit. It can be a lying or deceiving spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will only go by what is written. Is that clear? Yes? So, the spirit is promised through faith. Faith in whom? In Christ. For the believer, that is good news because God is the ultimate heart changer create in me a new heart yes Christ likeness of the inner being is not human attainment it is the gift of grace so it is a gift of God and that is by the grace so it is the gift of grace yes we don't deserve it but God does it anyway it's an unmerited favor You understand, but it is also a process in which we participate, and that means we have to submit to God for this change to take place. We know about the change; it's good, but we need to submit to God for this change to be a reality in our life. In fact, we are responsible before God for embarking on this spiritual journey that produces an ever-increasing change and renewal within our hearts just like we physically grow we must grow spiritually but God works this change but so do we we have to work out our salvation that's what Paul says Philippians 2 12-13 therefore my beloved as you have always obeyed not as in my presence only but but now much more in my absence work out your salvation with fear and trembling for it is God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure yes salvation is a generic term in English you are already saved but this is talking about your sanctification do you understand your correctness with God For that you must have the fear of God, yes? A growing relationship with God through Jesus Christ is the only way by which we can obey His commandments. We can work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And how God works in us both to will and to His, for His good pleasure. It's the only way our hearts can be transformed. Because it's a relationship we must have. Just like this ring doesn't have the power to keep me faithful to my wife. It's the condition of my heart that keeps me faithful. Do you understand? So our hearts need to be transformed and they can be transformed. God alone has the power over sin. He alone can break its hold on us. And God willing, focus of this year's teaching will be on your command center your heart we will compare the biblical description of our natural heart with the heart that god desires for his spiritually born children remember it must be it must be real yes in doing so we'll come to see that life's problems are just heart problems it's a problem of faith yes do you understand if you can't see it for what it is, that means there's a long way and God will perfect that which concerns us. Thus, we will discover that spiritual growth in its root is the transformation of the heart. Do you understand? This transformation of the heart is what matters, it's nothing less than liberating is nothing less than a joyful experience of increasing freedom from the power of sin's bondage. That's why sometimes even your physical status doesn't matter. That's why sometimes even circumstances do not matter. That is why the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. God's your what? Heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Do you understand It is an exchanging of the dysfunctional and the dark works of our self-centered sinful nature in favor of the wholeness of the wholesomeness and delight of the fruit of God's Spirit. So we know our nature is dark but God is good and we must bear fruit of the Spirit. It's the exchanging of that. Go to Luke 17, 17. This is When Jesus healed ten lepers, yeah? So Jesus answered, were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? That means he did the same miracle for ten people, but only one had enough change in his character to come back to thank Jesus. Do you understand? Maybe God is working in our lives. We just taking it for granted or we say, "Ah, God has to do that. Do you understand? No. That is why we must have a pen of a ready writer. Psalm 45, yes? We must write the things of God. Do do you understand? Yes? Our tongue is a pen of a ready writer. Yes? So, Yes? Now go to Proverbs 4.23. It says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Yes? So your heart has to be kept. And you cannot do this. Because out of it springs the issues of what? Life. Who gives life? The Lord does. is the author of life. Yes? This is what we need to understand. We are, yes... To guard our hearts. To allow only the things of faith that increases our faith to enter our hearts, yes? But keep our hearts with all diligence. Do you understand? Yes? This scripture reminds us that the heart is the center of our thoughts, emotions and actions. Like I said before, but how do they function together? How can they be harnessed so that deep spiritual transformation happens? How can Sundays be not pouring because of the word of God? How can the word of God itself be not pouring? I don't get bored. Do you understand? I find the things of God that more than what I can handle. Do, do you understand? There are so many things that He revealing to me that I find it hard to write down. It all depends on how much you pursue. Do, do you understand, yes? For example, I started on this one particular talk. God has filled my heart with the things He wants to reveal. I said, wait, hold on. So many things. Do you understand? But it's not me saying no to God. But do, do you understand, yeah? There are so many things that God wants us to learn. But are we learning? Remember, only one lip, one person thanked Jesus. So it's a change of heart, yes? So renewing a heart is an inescapable human need. You need to renew a heart. But that change, the solution, lies within the realm of the divine, of what God has ordained, yes? You need to submit to God, but God has to do His work and He will do, yes? Now, Coming back to the topic, will everything be okay? Depends on what is meant by okay. Change is a way of life. Like I said, if Ilan was still a baby in what, 2007? Uh, Okay. 15, okay. You would think that is not right. Change is a way of life. More than that, normalcy is an illusion. Because you could say things were normal in 2019. That is not what someone who lived in 1950 would say. Or 1960, or 1970, or 1980. Do you understand? So normalcy is an illusion. But we need to trust God. to Ecclesiastes 5. 19 to 20. As for every man to whom God has given riches and wealth and given him the power to eat of it, to receive his heritage and rejoice in his labor, this is a gift of God. For he will not dwell unduly on the days of his life because God keeps him busy with the joy of his heart. Now, This is the New King James Version that I've read. What this means is that you won't say, Oh, those were the good old days. Because why? God keeps you busy with the joy of His heart now. Do Do you understand? So it's not talking about the past being glorious. It's okay to have a glorious past. But your presence will be better. Present will be better. What did I say? Presence. Okay. Your future is in the hand of the Lord. The plans that He has for you is better. He keeps you busy with the joy of His heart. Yes? This is the gift of God. You need to change your heart. Yeah? It starts with a relationship with God. Yes? A relationship leads you to knowing your God and having a covenant with him. That means you make an agreement with him. Remember, only word drives you up. Only spirit blows you up, yes? So you must have the word of God, word of God, which is the foundation for a relationship with God, yes? Remember, we read Hebrews 10.16, where I joke about Hebrews Yes. He will make a covenant, yes? Of what? Where he will put the laws in our minds and our hearts, yes? Laws for us to obey by faith. He didn't make a covenant saying, oh, he will make a vindication at the time that we think of all the things that were done wrong to us. That means it is left to us by faith to follow his laws which are in our hearts and in our minds. By faith. Believing that yes, he will vindicate at his time, at the right time, when he makes all things beautiful. The laws for us to obey by faith. Do you understand? Go to Daniel 11. 30 to 32. You must understand this because only then will you understand why things are the way they are. Daniel comes after Samuel. In your Bible, that's the way it is. Yes. Four ships from Cyprus shall come against him. Whom? Him. Who is he? The Antichrist, yes? Therefore, he shall be grieved and return in rage against the Holy Covenant and do damage. So he shall return and show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant. That means he'll show regard for those who forsake the Holy Covenant, yes? Do you understand? If you have a covenant and relationship with God and you don't regard that, then the Antichrist will honor you, yes? Verse 31, And the forces shall be mustered by him, and they shall defile the sanctuary fortress, and and then they shall they shall take away the daily sacrifices, and place there the abomination of desolation. I spoke about this earlier, yes? Now, what I want to highlight is on verse 32. Those who do wickedly gain the covenant, He shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So what is important? The covenant with God and knowing God. Not just the word of God must go beyond that to a relationship with God. Am I clear? Yes? And those who know their God, that means what? If you know your God, you know that this is a deceit. This is deceitful. If someone tells you they saw Pastor John wearing a lungi and smoking a kajabidi, you know that that is wrong because you know me, yes? That I don't smoke kajabedis, and I don't wear lungi. You, do you understand? Yes. Those who know their God shall be strong. That'll save you from all deceit. A person who works for RBI told me, in their study of counterfeit notes, they have to study what is real. They don't study what is counterfeit. Once they know what is real, you pass a counterfeit before them, they will know it. This is not real. Because they know what is real. Those who know their God. Do you understand? Not just the word of God. Who know their God. John 17, 3 says, To know God, you must know Jesus Christ also. Do you understand? So, to wrap it all up, Change simply happens. Why simply? Because you are Malayali? No. <laughs> change happens, yes? Life is either a constant progression or a regression. Do you understand? But with God, you can regress like Jonah did in the belly of the whale. But God will change that regression to a progression. Progression. So growing up is a fundamental part of life. Now, will everything be okay? Go to Matthew 24, 4-8. to 8. For the context, you can read the whole chapter. This is when the disciples asked Jesus what will happen at the end of age. Yeah? And Jesus answered them and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nations, for nation will rise against nation, and the kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginnings of sorrows. Yes? Now, when a woman is pregnant, it, it is nine months. Yes? I, I do not know the exact term, but when you say birth banks, when the birth banks start, the contractions start, that means they are going to deliver. Yes? So is that the beginning of nine months or at the end of the nine months? So when the birth tanks start, you know the baby is going to come. All these are, are the beginning of sorrows, not the birth tanks. Yes, but it says pestilences. Pestilences include viruses. Like I said, normalcy is an illusion. What we are facing is nothing. It will only grow worse. Your faith will be tried. But do you really know your God? You overcome by our faith. Before we had coronavirus. Then we have what? Oh my God virus. What is it called? Omicron. Oh Oh my God virus. Next thing we have, Satan virus. Yes? I don't know. Do you, do you understand? Yes? All this is a progression to what Jesus has already said will happen. But it need not affect us if we really know our God. And if we really have faith. Jesus said, When he comes back, will he find what? Faith. Do you really trust him? Go to 1 John 5 2 to 4 says, by this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep His commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep His commandments and His commandments are not burdensome. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, faith in God and, His, and in His Christ. Christ means the one he is sent, yes? Remember, only word you will dry up, only spirit you will blow up. So you must have the word of God with the, with the relationship with God, yes? Go to John 17, 3. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. This is Jesus speaking, yes? About the only true God that you must know them, and Jesus Christ, whom the true God has sent. Do do you understand? Yes? Yes? So true God revealed himself through the word of God. Jesus Christ came and gave us grace so that the promised Holy Spirit can be given to us. Yes? So we want more than the knowledge of biblical and theological doctrines. I'm not saying that biblical and theological doctrines are not important, but we want more than that. We want the change to be real. We want to experience God, don't we? Yes, we want to know how this new life operates. This new life that God promises. We want to know how we can grow in this new life. We want it to be real to us. Not just in a book somewhere where we can read all about it, but not experience and taste and see how good God is. Amen? This depends on our faith. Do you understand? On our faith and faith in God, the true God. Yes? And He did this all because He loved us. And He, w- he wants us to change. He wants this change to be real to us. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. We do not want to end this message of hope and love without letting you know that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved.